G'day everyone, Wednesday, February 8, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. We've got some squads in uh, for matches, trial matches, the pre-season challenge, 100 grand up for grabs with these bonus points, etc. Over the next couple of weeks for the trials, heading into the new NRL season and uh, some... uh, Significant names returning from long-term injuries, some from overseas, and uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out heading towards the 2023 season. Uh, It's Test Eve over there in Nagpur, and it doesn't look like great news for the Australians on the injury front. It looks like Cameron Green won't be playing in that first test starting tomorrow afternoon. Xavier Cooks won the NBL MVP award, the Andrew Gaze Trophy there last night at the end of season awards and LeBron James needs 36 points to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer which would overtake Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and they play today this afternoon against the it's the Oklahoma City Thunder Josh Giddy's team yep and uh, otherwise they next play Milwaukee on Friday so uh, a legend can create History. Clarky, morning to you, mate. Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Morning to the people of, where did you say? Come knock. Come knock. 34 degrees there today. Yeah, hot. Nice and hot there, as okay. you would expect at this time of year. Give me my geography lesson for the day. Where is Come knock? Oh, it's uh, sort of just off the road from Orange to Dubbo. You turn left, so you're going towards Wellington. And uh, just How as you get out orange? of Molong, basically, you A couple turn of left. hours from Orange? Oh, no, it wouldn't be that. It would be 40 minutes, 45. Oh, Come knock. I'm going to say, of it. I'm gonna say 50 minutes from Orange. There you okay. go, 45, 50. I'm none from three. The three towns mm. you've mentioned, I've never heard of any of them. So thank Tim, you for the education again this morning. Tim Gavin, former Wallaby from, from late come 80s, early 90s. Okay. He's a Come Knock boy. Okay. How are you, Loza? Very well, thanks, gentlemen. What's news? Finchy, retired. International Creek. Congrats to about Aaron time. Finch. Brew- what did you say about time? About time. <laughs> Amazing struggling. short form career. Very, very, very good yeah. uh, white ball player. Uh, his record in one day cricket's outstanding. T20 cricket, obviously captain for a long period of time as well. Took us to the, we, he won one, one T20 World Cup as captain uh, over in the UAE. Uh, so yeah, congrats to Finchie. A, a brilliant career. He should be very proud and um, now I think you'll see him continue to play the 2020 junket around the world and um, and hopefully stay in the BBL as well so young boys and girls in Australia can continue to watch him play. And he played in your 2015 World Cup he squad, did. of he course, was, didn't he? He was a brilliant one-day player. Uh, scored some very important hundreds for us at the top of the order. Uh, was excellent in that World Cup campaign as well. And, uh, yeah, good team, man, Finchie. So, yeah, congrats to him. Yeah, 146 one-day internationals for Australia. A high score of 153, not out, at 38.89. Uh, he played 103 2020 internationals and scoring 3,120 runs at 34.28, but has the highest score uh, in T20 international history so far. Of course, it's not a a lengthy history yet, but that's unbelievable. Uh, He did that against Zimbabwe in 2018 and uh, just played the five tests for Australia. He had a couple against Pakistan in 2018 over in uh, the UAE and played three home tests against India. And that was the period after Cape Town when Mm. we had no D Warner or S Smith yeah. Uh, in the lineup, so just the five tests, but uh, was always sort of a white ball specialist, mm. uh, pup. And uh, well, we don't play T Twenty International for quite some time, but I think it's South Africa later this year. 
Uh, but uh, there'll be a lot of debate about who should be the captain of that side now going forward. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I don't think it'll be Paddy Cummins. I don't think he'll put his hand up for that. I think him doing the the test matches and the one days will be plenty uh, on his plate. Um, I'm sure he's still Paddy Cummins will want to play in that Australian T20 team, but I, I don't think he'll want the extra responsibility of the captaincy. So, yeah, maybe they'll look. Um, in Because we've got that time leading up to the next T20 World Cup, and, and again, I think that's... You know, Finchie made that point in his speech that he wanted the new captain to be able to make it his team and do what he needs to do to get the squad around around him um, in preparation for that next World Cup. So there's plenty of time. Um, I don't know, maybe there's an opportunity for, for a younger captain um, who the selectors think might, um, I don't know, might get an opportunity as, as time goes on if Paddy's injured or if once Paddy finishes the captaincy. I, I don't know what they'll be thinking, but yeah, there's plenty of time. That's the... That's the good thing. Trial squads out. They can pick up to 28 lots, but some you know some names of note. Firstly, in the Bulldogs-Raiders game, which is at Maruya uh, this weekend. So, Joshy Reynolds, our great mate, set to start in the halves with Kyle Flanagan. And Jared Croker, great to see him back for the Raiders as well, Loz. Yeah, fingers crossed that Jared can get through the season okay because the last couple of years he's had some injuries that has put his career in doubt, and I'd love to see him play 300 games for the club. He's, I think he's only, might be seven or eight games away from doing that. But the Bulldogs, Josh Reynolds back in Bulldogs colours. I'm sure all Bulldog supporters are happy about that. Um, there's no Matt Burton, which you can understand being rested. Uh, but some teams have named some of their high-profile pro, high players, and understandably so, uh, in particular the Dolphins with uh, Milford playing. Uh, these type of players, just to try and get them co- their combinations happening. Um, but no, I, I just can't wait to see the footy back on TV. It gives us something to watch. Uh, while you know there'll be a lot of players coming on and off the field this weekend, it just to have it back on the screens is very good. We all look forward to seeing who we think will win the competition and how our teams are going to go. But there's a couple of interesting teams this year. One's the West Tigers because of their recruitment, how they'll go. And the Bulldogs, I think they've recruited really well. Um, and new coach Cameron Seraldo, uh, from all reports, they're training the house down. <laughs> so we'll see how they go in their first trial. But I, I take nothing out of trials. I think that most clubs just want to make sure they, they give their clubs some, uh, their players some time out there on the field and hopefully they come through injury-free and they're there in round one. You're worried if you're not training the house down. Yes, if you're not bigger, there. faster, stronger than you were the previous <laughs> year, you're in trouble. Uh, now... Uh, down in Geelong, uh, the Roosters have played the Melbourne Storm. And uh, Brandon Smith, their recruiter there at the Roosters, straight away gets to play against a few of his old teams. It's probably not a bad thing for Brandon Smith. Um, you know, he's he's been there such a long period of time and got a wonderful relationship with Craig Bellamy. There's no Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, Cameron Munster or Ryan Pappenhausen for the Storm. But the Roosters squad, um, it's filled with some experienced players as well. Um, not only is Smith playing, but you've got the likes of Carey, you've got Sam Walker, you've got Radley, and Swali'i uh, is going to play, but he's going to play in the centres. So that might be an indication of where they think his future will be this season. You know that you've got James Tedesco as the number one, um, and then possibly Manu filling in if something happened to um, Tedesco. Uh, but Swali'i has made it clear that he feels as though his future is at one. Uh, he did an outstanding job for Samara in the World Cup. Uh, but as it stands at the moment, with Joey Manu in the team and James Tedesco there, he's going to have to bide his time out wider. 
Mitchell Moses spoke yesterday as well, and he was adamant he wants to get his future sorted before the season starts, and his primary desire is to win a premiership. He hasn't watched the grand final loss yet, but plans to and wants to learn from it before the start of the season. He says uh, it's the most fit he's been heading into a new season. Always good to hear, but uh, I, I, well, I'll tell you what, you'll know, pup, uh, when he signs for whoever, whether it's the, the Eels or the Tigers, they seem to be the two, that if he picks the Tigers, he'll that's a, an, an ode, I guess, to saying they're closer to a premiership than Parramatta if he does take that path. It's going to be interesting. Oh, look, I can't see him leaving Parra. I think if Parra can afford him or get close to the numbers that the Tigers are going to offer, I, I think he'll stay. I think he's he's had opportunity already throughout his career to, to play somewhere else. I think he... He seems to love it at Parramatta. I don't know. He's just one of those players, I reckon, that seem, he seems like a Parramatta boy. You know, he just he belongs there. I think the club's been through so many highs and lows. Um, you know, I, as much as I'd love to see him at the Tigers, don't get me wrong, I just think he I think he should stick it out at Parra. I, I think they've done a lot of hard work. They've come a long way. They were so close last year. I think he should stick it out and do whatever he can to, to try and chase that grand final victory dream. Um, with the Parramatta Eels as much as, like I say, but yeah, for the Tigers, it'd be a massive plus. Don't get me wrong. But from Mitch's perspective, um, yeah, I think he's he's been through too many ups and downs at that club, in my opinion, to, to walk away without continuing to have a crack for that grand final victory. And we'll have Dick Fane coming on in about 20 minutes' time. And it's a big week ahead of the Super Bowl, of course. And back page of the Daily Telegraph, Mylata Mania, follow the sun is the headline there. And uh, Jordan Mylata there uh, being, uh, well, surrounded by so many media uh, ahead of the Super Bowl Monday morning. The Philadelphia Eagles left tackle, the Bankstown boy, and, uh, well, speaks about how sunny Bill Williams and seeing him transition in sports uh, from league to union to boxing. Uh, how that gave him strength to transition to the NFL. Also speaks about Michael Maguire and just the honesty that he gave him that, you know, you're probably too big to get around the field at, uh, you know, the pace you'll need to to make it in the NRL and how that really just helped him, having that brutal feedback for him to eventually chart his path to where he's now. Mm. And, uh, well, he's... For anyone who's a neutral heading into Monday morning... Get on the Mylata train, Loz. Oh, it's just an amazing story, Mido. 2017, playing rugby league, goes overseas, and all of a sudden, six years later, he's playing in a Super Bowl. Um, and he's one of the best left tackles in the game. Um, he's going to earn a lot of money if he stays injury-free. Um, he's such a big man. He was always going to be probably too big for the NRL, just the speed of the game. He wouldn't have been able to compete at. Um, if it was unlimited interchange, uh, no, no worries at all. Um, he would have been someone that a lot of teams would have been chasing. But just think about this. You're going over there to a sport you've never really seen before or watched. And it's a difficult game to, to understand and it's a difficult game to, to get to know. Um, you've got to be able to study hard. You've got to be able to sit in meetings all day and then go out and put that knowledge into practice. And for someone that has started from scratch... To be where he is today, that's one of the more amazing things I've ever seen. And not just be in the squad. I mean, be a very important part of the squad, looking after the quarterback. 
He, he, it's one of the most technical, difficult positions on the park. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And again, you get back to he must have great knowledge, a great understanding of the game. He's got a willingness to learn. He's been through some tough times. Mm. He wanted to walk out at times, but he stuck at it and persevered, and now he's living out his dream. Um, and I think it's a remarkable story, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a movie at some stage made yeah. about him. Yeah, it is an awesome story. So Jordan Mylata give him and the Eagles strength from an Australian perspective on Monday morning. Now, uh, also on the back page of the telly, Enemo to take on the world, an exclusive here. Uh, so James Cummings of Godolphin saying that uh, provided he continues to dominate in the wait for age races through the Sydney Autumn Carnival, then Royal Ascot beckons uh, this year. So that'd be exciting if we can see Enemo over there taking on the world. What about this other story in the back page of the Telegraph today. Civil War claims of secret NRL recording. And uh, this was a story actually broken by the Herald there yesterday, uh, which the Telegraph's uh, brought more out on. Now, so the Herald posted a story where a senior NRL employee was caught recording discussions at a conference last Friday uh, between Andrew Abdo and the players. Now, the ARLC chairman, Peter Volantis, has ensured there'll be an investigation into this. The Telegraph saying that the player who caught the employee was Justin Olam. So there they're sitting there in confidence. And Andrew Abdo's apparently brought an employee from the NRL who wasn't supposed to be there, but the players are okay. And that person has been caught, allegedly, recording the discussions going on. I mean, this is getting towards breaking point badly. Well, it's disappointing when you've got you know, private discussion and you've got someone there recording it. And I, I, I'm sure that if they'd asked the players whether they could record, the players would have said no. But they're saying that they wanted to just record what the CEO was saying, Andrew Abda. Um, <laughs> what? And I, I don't know how someone could record something if everyone in the room didn't know it was happening. Surely it's illegal. Well, that's what the, the players are claiming, and therefore there's be. an investigation You've now. got to say at the start of the meeting, listen. You can't be recorded without your knowledge. We are, we are recording this. Have you got, have you, have you, has anyone got an objection to it? If you have, well, we won't do it. 100% illegal. So, yeah, this will be interesting to see what comes out of that because, oh, well, now where does this all lead to as far as the CBA is concerned? I mean, the trust between the two sides is just... Imagine if you were uh, one of the leaders in that playing group. And this happened? <laughs> no, thank you. I don't think I don't think it'd be any more conversations. No, well, there wouldn't be too many discussions going on, or you wouldn't want to go and sort of meet with the leaders again. Um, goes but you'd leave trust. it to your your chairman, leave it to your to your your CEO to to do all the discussions. But yeah, I think when you come to those sort type of situations, if something is going to be filmed or recorded at the start of the meeting. You need to know. You, you acknowledge that this is going 100%. to happen. And, is, and if anyone uh, doesn't uh, like it, then let's have a discussion about mm. it and we won't go down that path. But when you do it, when the players are sitting there thinking that it's a private meeting and someone's recording it, yeah, I can see how that goes down badly. 
Uh, on the back page of the City Morning Herald, Mitchell Query's coverage of arrests is the headline there. So uh, over at the uh, All-Stars over in New Zealand, Latrell Mitchell, Jack White in front of the media yesterday reiterated their apologies. I mean, how many times do we have to apologise uh, in 2023, but uh, in regards to his shoulder, uh, Latrell Mitchell said that the doctor will pretty much cleared him, but there are definitely a few things going on with it, he says, and uh, but it's an underlying issue. So uh, I'm sure Jason Demetrio won't be, would be a bit concerned hearing those comments as he prepares to play this weekend. But on the incident itself, and particularly uh, the footage that emerged uh, Mitchell says, would you hear about it if it wasn't Jack White and, and Latrell Mitchell uh, being in that footage? Well, the answer's probably, well, almost certainly no, but that's the price you pay when, you, when you've got uh, that profile in the NRL. But uh, particularly in regard to his shoulder, Loz, I mean, that doesn't sound too great. And if you're, you're part no. of the South's coaching staff, do you really want him playing this weekend? Let's be honest. Look, it's probably been something that's been underlying for a while. That's what I'm taking out of it. I'm sure he's had it uh, for the past, you know, end of the season type of thing. Uh, probably heard it again in the, the World Cup or he played with it throughout the World Cup uh, because if he did have a serious issue with his shoulder, then he wouldn't be playing in this game. South Sydney would put their foot down and say, listen, he's a massive investment for the club. Uh, we don't want him to be playing. Exactly what happened last year with the State of Origin. That They would put their foot down and say, look, this is not happening. The Bulldogs did the same thing with Josh Adokar. You know, he's been back three weeks. It's not a great preparation to go in this type of game with because it's played at a different speed, different tempo, different intensity, and you are at risk of injuring yourself. So I think it's probably just pre-existing. It's something that's been there a while. It's something you've got to continue to deal with. Also, the back page of the Herald, Storm Star waiting for Eddie's Wallabies call. So uh, Nelson Asofa-Solomona indicating here that, uh, well, he'll look at all options as he comes off contract this year. Uh, he's got a rugby union background, so that's uh, music to, I'm sure, Rugby Australia and potentially Eddie, Eddie Jones's ears. Uh, big brute of a man. I'm sure they'd probably love to have him at least around the squad eventually uh, there with the Wallabies. I think but, he was uh, going to go and play rugby union. I, th- I think he'd want to go and play over with a New Zealand franchise and try and make himself available for the All Blacks, Nelson. I think he's a very proud Kiwi, very proud Maori boy. And I think a lot of those players always have that dream of pulling on that mm. black jumper. 